Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. (laughs) What was that? That was my attempt at doing my normal falsetto, but I have this weird allergy thing going on where I sound like I've been smoking a pack a day, so falsetto's out of the question. So, money. Well, DIY money. DIY money. I'll just keep to the usual. DIY money. DIY money. What's shaking, Daniel? Hey, how was your Father's Day? Good. I know it's a long time since Father's Day by the time this airs, but Mm -hmm. how was it? Fantastic. Kids did some arts and crafts. Oh, I love that. I mean, I'm a sucker Macaroni for the arts and on the crafts. Paper. They're all like, what do you want for Father's Day? I'm like, just make something cool. I don't care. Just put some effort into it. Don't go to the store. I can, I can go to the store and buy whatever I want. Yeah. Don't go to the store and buy you know, anything. You know, I'm that guy who not so subliminally plants the seed of what I want. So for about six months, I've been telling my children that I want a no-stick pan that is only used for eggs in the morning. Okay. Because I have I have purchased nonstick pans in the past that ultimately get used for a variety of other things, and then I go to make my fried or egg over medium, which is my desired methodology by which I prefer my eggs, mm-hmm. and they stick, and it drives me nuts. All right, that's it. That's it. So I planted that seed for probably, I don't know, maybe the last six months or so, Yeah, and I got a great non Which one did you get? I don't know, just a Teflon non-stick pan something. from Walmart or something. I mean, it's, we're not talking... I mean, if you keep them nice and you don't use them, you know, you don't fry whatever in there, if you use them for your eggs and only your eggs, it's going to be great. So, man, I, my eggs right now are just fire. You'll have to update us on this because they break down at some point. Yeah, they do. I'm interested to see how long it lasts well, just on the eggs. I feel like, you know, it's kind of like my razor. I don't I can use a razor on my face and head for a very long time if I keep it out of the water. Meaning, well, yeah, that's just metal and water. Yeah, but I, I shower. I, sh- I shave in the shower, so I have to kind of remove it from there. If I keep it there, it's no good. It breaks mm, down. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but our Father's Day, that was the gift I got. But we got, I mean, this is a game changer for me. Have you ever heard of Gold Belly? Yeah. <sighs> I've not. I was new to Gold Belly. Really? My wife told me about it. She had used it. I missed that somewhere in there. Like, didn't use it for us. Used it for gifts. Hmm. I got a steamer pot ready to go from Top Sail, North Carolina. Cool. Came in. Video instructions, which is perfect for me. I'm a visual guy. Made a unbelievable snow crab, clam, sausage, corn, potatoes. Oh, it was awesome. Dumped it on the table. We all went to town. Nice. Mess all over the place. Cold beer. Mm. It was Happy awesome. Father's Day. It was amazing. All right. Let's get to our question. We got one from Anna in Philly. Anna, what do you got? D-I-Y. Hi, DIY Money Guys. This is Anna from Philly, and I have a question about retirement savings. At my last job, my only retirement account option was my Roth IRA. So after... Uh, my emergency fund and the IRA, I contributed to a taxable account at Wealthfront with investments geared towards retirement. At my new job, I have a Roth 403B and I'd like to get more money growing tax-free. 
I wouldn't be able to max it with just my salary, but my question is whether I could withdraw a monthly amount from my taxable account to supplement my income a little bit to be able to contribute more from my paycheck to my 403b than I otherwise would. I was thinking it might complicate things um, with my taxes if the wash sale rule applies, but I'm not sure if it does. I have a mix of Vanguard and Schwab ETFs in my taxable account and only Vanguard target date funds in my 403b. Thanks. I love this question. It's a little bit more intricate because what I believe you're going to have to do, Daniel, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe you're going to have to just to be sure, sort of look within your Vanguard target date fund and understand the overlap or lack thereof from what you have in your other funds. That that could potentially create an issue. If that does create an issue, the real easy workaround is because you will have a fixed or money market account option in that account is so that when you make the additional contribution uh, from your, let's say, taxable account into, you know, you sell in your taxable account and then you move it into your 401k, you go ahead and for 30 days, you make sure your deposits are going into money market. So you miss 30 days of interest and you're sort of, you know, quote, timing the market, but you're not going through that wash sale rule. Now, I personally think because you're going into an actual target date fund as opposed to, let's say, out of a Schwab ETF, that that wash sale rule would not apply. Probably should have brought the CPA on for this one, but we'll get to your thoughts because you probably have good thoughts on that. Uh, but nonetheless, the, the, if you do find, if you if Daniel says it's a problem, can you chime in? Is it a problem? I should watch the CPA and see if she cringes. Is it a but problem? No, it shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't I mean, be we a can't give tax advice. We can't give tax advice. But it's not like enough. Actually, uh, so CPAs will probably like dive into this mm-hmm. and really split hairs. But for the average sort of retail investor doing your taxes, so you can go like really specific and go, is it at all like, which the IRS doesn't actually define what exactly is a like investment. Which can is we, the issue can we with pause? This. Why don't you explain yeah. what a wash sale is? So a wash sale, if you were to if you were to sell an investment at a loss in say Fidelity's S and P five hundred fund in a taxable account, but then within that thirty days you were to repurchase that S and P five hundred fund in that taxable account, the loss that you experienced could not be realized. It would be rolled into that new position. Okay, so you'd carry the loss with you. Now there's a little bit of splitting hairs that you have to do because if you sold the Fidelity S and P five hundred fund but you've bought Vanguard's total market ETF fund, which has a lot of the S&P 500 in it and is mostly large cap and will effectively move at the same sort of ups and downs. Most people would not call that a like investment. It's not moving from S&P 500 to S&P 500. Uh, Until you get audited, no one's going to tell you whether or not it's different enough. Uh, So you'd have to get audited and then they'd have to look at it and they'd have to dive into it. So... There's nowhere in the IRS, as far as I've known, as far as I've seen, there's nowhere in the IRS regulations that they explain exactly what qualifications they are going to utilize to determine whether something's like. So, for instance, we know easily that going from, say, an S&P 500 fund to an international fund is not at all like, right? Going from a S&P 500 fund to, say, a small cap fund, 
probably definitely not going to be, I mean, I can't tell you for sure, right? No guarantees, but I would not consider that personally like investments going from even an S&P 500 fund to a NASDAQ fund. They track two different indices. Uh, I wouldn't consider that like at all. Going from one S&P 500 fund to another is where it can get a little bit sketchy because they're both following the same benchmark, but that's also sometimes been utilized because it's not the exact same investment. The more, basically, the closer they are to being exactly similar, the higher likelihood. Now, selling, let's say you're selling, what was the investment? Vanguard, S&P like 500, basically, in the taxable account? Something ETFs. Of that, yeah, yeah something of that nature. To go into a target date fund, which is a diversified mix, I think would be a real stretch to say that that is a like investment. So the risk you would have, one, you need to see if, those investments are at a loss because if they're not at a loss, then it doesn't apply. Your the IRS is going to take their taxes on the gains. Well, that's a be, that's what one of the big things I wanted to mention was it. This is only going to apply if you have a loss. Yeah. So if you're selling things at a gain, or you're getting in there and you're deciding because you're going to have, you know, you've been dollar cost averaging. I hope you've been putting mm-hmm. things over time. And you can look and, and segment things that might have a gain in there, a small gain. But you might want to make sure you take the loss and you don't have a tax consequence on that. But I wanted to clarify that because it's, yeah, so it's only a wash a sale loss. if you're taking a loss and trying to write that loss off on your taxes. Mm-hmm. But if you are tracking along at home and we've not totally confused you in your car yet. All right, all right, all right. You do not want to wash sale into an IRA because you've basically had a wash sale in your or yeah wash sale in your taxable account move that into the IRA and now you wouldn't be able to realize ever that tax loss because you've effectively moved it to the basis in a new position in which the investments themselves are not taxable investments it's just the withdrawals therefore you totally lose it so if we're talking about large sums of money that you're moving around you would want to be much more careful with this if we're talking about smaller sums of money where the actual losses are in the dollars or hundreds of dollars rather than thousands and ten thousands of dollars, it may be more irrelevant to you. Uh, So keep that in mind. I think this actual strategy of having been in a job where you didn't have a retirement, an employer retirement plan, so you were contributing to a personal retirement account and a taxable account. Now you have an employer retirement plan, which actually offers a Roth as well. So you're going to live off of some of your own taxable investments to enable you to contribute more into the tax-free investments at your employer is a really awesome financial DIY money style hack. I love it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I actually really, yeah, it's 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 brilliant. Uh, it, 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 go, it speaks to the fact that if people have outside investment accounts that they've built up through whatever, you know, whatever means... They can be utilized to enhance your overall plan. We we see this a lot of times where folks have, you know, created a savings account, created an investment account, and we get with them and and say, you know, we really should be making Roth con- contributions. Now, let's say that they had a bonus or a one-time savings, or let's say that this isn't just due to their margin every month. And so we say, hey, we really want to start contributing to Ross. And they look at us and go, like, where's that money coming from? We don't have that money. And we go, no, we're going to just take money out of your taxable account and we're going to contribute it to the Roth. And it's like the light bulb goes off and going, oh, we can do that? It was like, yeah, that, that money in your taxable investment account is like money sitting in the bank. It just happens to be invested. So 
in Anna's strategy, which I concur, I like a lot, it's I can't afford to make the max contribution. So instead of just going, well, can't make that max contribution, not going to worry about it, she's talking about living off of some of that investment account money. And again, the dilemma is if she sells $5,000 worth to live off of it, and then she ultimately puts $5,000 in there, she doesn't want to sell it a loss, wash it, and not be able to claim that on her taxes. So I, we can't give tax advice. You could, you could seek a, a CPA who can give you kind of a, yeah, it's, it, they're not close enough. You'll be fine. That would probably make you, certainly me, feel a lot better. But if you're really concerned about it, when you make your contributions, I mean, the key is getting it in there. So if you make your contributions, you know, again, every time you make a contribution, you can just sit it in an account for in a money market for 30 days and get to the 30 plus one day, which then avoids the wash sale. And that's only on losses. So if you're selling at gains, it's irrelevant. Absolutely. I think this is a great example of not having tunnel vision, which is basically what you're describing, not having tunnel vision with your financial life. Don't silo everything. Look at your entire holistic financial plan, which is objectively what a financial planner would do with you if you sat down. Did you talk about our sponsor and the fact that we do financial planning? No, at the top? I missed that. Anyhow, so if you were to talk to a financial layout, planner somewhere, uh, what they do is they step back and look at your entire financial life objectively and go, okay, how do all of these moving pieces work together? It's not just about your employer retirement plan. It's not just about your taxable savings. It's not just about this one goal in the long term and this one goal in the short term. How do all of these things work together? And how do we optimize all of the little bits and pieces to make sure that you are on track to really live the life that you want. And I know a place that can do that. Jewel I don't know. Angel. There you go. Anna, thanks so much for that question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. All Anna did was send us a voice memo to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org, and we will send her a $25 Amazon gift card. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.